Welcome to the Feeling 22 podcast. I'm your host, Erin, and each week, me and my co-host and roommate, Jocelyn, will be discussing a new topic niche to being in your early 20s. We'll share memories, thoughts, and ideas about each topic, and hopefully, you'll get something out of it too. Without further ado, here's the episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast where Jocelyn and I invite you into our Mojo Dojo Casa house and discuss feeling like Barbie and Ken simultaneously. Can you tell what movie we just saw? (laughs) New Wi-Fi password. I literally just saw it on Sunday, (laughs) and I feel like I'm like one of the last people to have seen it. I saw it like, I think the third day it was out. Balled my eyes out in the movie theater. Like, I had to hold my breath so I wasn't hysterically sobbing. I'm just like... <laughs> and disturbing everyone else in the theater because it... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I feel like they got my really obnoxious cackle at least, like, three or four times. <laughs> like, the one the one that I did last night when you said, how could that face scare you? You see it every day. That is actually what left my mouth in the theater, like, at least five times. <laughs> But um anyway, anyway, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back. And yes, new Wi-Fi password. If you guys remember correctly, last week it was Mark Ruffalo Stands 24. And this week it will be Mojo Dojo Casa House. 16. Exactly. And maybe later, once you become bigger fans of this podcast, you'll know what those numbers mean. Anyways, so last week we kind of started talking a little bit about the back to school season and jobs and career moves or lack of career moves so we're kind of going to keep going on that and so the topic this week is going to be jobs and the job market in this current day and then also just kind of like what it's like for us to not be going back to school this year because this is the first time since what like 2003 it is 2023 that's What, you didn't go to school in 2003? 2003 might make sense, but, like, it just felt, like, so... Because we're old! I did the math, but I was, like, I feel like maybe I went to school in 2003. I went to, like, preschool in 2003. It's the the type of school where I don't remember a lot. So this is the first time in 20 years that we're not going back to school. It's pretty crazy, guys. I feel physically sick. Oh, wow. Mm. So basically... We were talking about back to school, and that's kind of our whole thing. This episode is called Back to School. No, it's called, sorry. (laughs) No, this episode is called School's Out Forever. School's Out dot 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 forever? Because because it is kind of weird. Like, when I went to return the keys to my old apartment that was my college apartment for this past year, um... I was talking to my roommate, Imari, who is a future guest on the podcast, as we mentioned last week. And she was like, what is it like? Like, what do you do? And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of like, just, I don't know, going to my job. And then when I'm not at my job, I do like, you know, I either relax chill out all day i watch tv you made bomb tacos for dinner tonight i did make i came home from my job and there was a full meal planned like it was incredible it's pretty weird like i just kind of do chores i run errands but to me that doesn't feel final it's more like 
I do those things, but that's stuff that I used to do when I didn't have school or work on a day. But now, it's weird to think about the fact that when I'm off work, I'm just off work. There's nothing else waiting for me to be done. No, it's so weird. Like, I keep... I, I still... I graduated in May, and I'm like, do I have any homework assignments that I need to be doing? Or, like... I've, I've been doing errands less since I graduated because I was so used to, like, finding those small pockets of time and doing errands then. And now, like, I've needed to go and buy cold cream from the store for, like, two weeks, and I still have not made it. And there's a store, like, two minutes away. But once I'm here, I'm like, ah, I don't need it. I don't know if this is a thing for you, but I would religiously check my, like, school email, like, five times a day. And same with Blackboard. I had the Blackboard app on my phone. And I would religiously go through and be like, did they put the grade in? Did they put the grade in? Has oh, my yeah. grade changed? Oh, yeah, because I'm such an and, academic validation girly. Like, and I, I needed to see my grades <laughs> immediately. And I would always check my school email because I'm like, what if someone's trying to get a hold of me? And now I think I've maybe check it once a week because I still, like, don't want to miss any, like, alumni information or, like, leads for jobs they kicked me off my school email. I'm out. Maybe I'm not kicked off because I haven't paid my tuition yet. <laughs> but, they said you graduated. Bye. But I deleted my Ouch. Blackboard app back in May. And it's been very weird. Like, I tried to go in and look for a CRN number. Because I was... Long story short, guys. I was doing a deep dive trying to find a speech that I did when I took public speaking online. Because it related to a job application I was going to do. But um, I couldn't find it. But that was when it hit me that like I had deleted Blackboard. Because I was going to go into Blackboard to try and find a lead on how to get to that speech. And then I was like, Blackboard's not on my phone anymore. That's weird. So the thing that's been like the weirdest transition for me is obviously, you know, whenever you're in school, like... After school, you'll get a job and you'll just do that job every single day, every single week, just going back to it. And I mean, obviously, like, that's what you're like, you know that. But then whenever you're actually there, it's so weird. Like, I love my job. I don't really have any complaints about it. But I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's almost Friday. And then I just do it again, week after week, month after month. And it's just, it's the weirdest thing to like wrap your mind around that this is it now. Because whenever you're in school, you always go up a grade. You sometimes transition to buildings. You go to college and now it's like, this is it. This is the end. We've made it to the final stop. And obviously like there's still going to be chapters. Like you'll have different jobs. Maybe you'll do a different career and switch it up entirely. Entirely. Oh my goodness, I can't talk. Entirely. But it's just something that... I was not really, I guess, mentally prepared for that. It's just, you're here now. You are just suddenly here now. I think I was mentally prepared for it in a way, but like I discussed last week, this just wasn't where I thought the train stopped. (laughs) Like, it's like when you think your train is going from London to Manchester, but then you get to crew and the guy is just like, okay, everyone has to get off because the train is broken. You're like, well, this isn't a city. This isn't anything that means anything to me. Crew is lovely, by the way. No offense to crew. It's just, it's just the best example I can come up with right now. But anyways, um, so that's kind of our thoughts on back to school season. Yeah, uh, it is kind of fun though to have the Schadenfreude 
because... No, what now? That is a German word that has no oh, direct... Oh, my ancestors so bad. Oh, it's a German word that has no direct English uh, equivalent. Was that the Ted Lasso word? But essentially... Yes, but I got it from Trevor Noah. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So they do use it in Ted Lasso, but... Trevor Noah also talks about it. Oh, Ted Lasso also used that Dutch word. I think that's what I'm actually thinking of. Gezellig. Yeah, yeah, Yes, Guys, but... I watched... I finished Ted Lasso. Aaron had seen it before. We just finished watching Ted Lasso my first time, like, all the way through. Watched the last episode tonight. I'm a wreck. We're eating ice cream now because I am mentally unwell. That was just my little spiel. Anyway, carry on. So, Sheldon Feiter. That was the worst pronunciation of it ever because I don't speak German. I'm more gifted in the romance languages. But, which is weird that I would say that, because English is technically a Germanic language, so I feel like I should be okay with German. But anyways, um, not to not to flex on my linguistic knowledge for you guys, but basically, Schadenfreude is to take great joy in the pain and suffering of others, <laughs> which... Might make it make a little bit of sense that it's a German word. Wait, so you're saying that back to school season brings me great shot in All the kids who are like, oh, it's the last day of summer and like Amari and everyone you know who has to go back to school and you're just like. <laughs> yeah, because I have this little host. She's probably listening. Brianna, we love you. But she was talking about her like summer reading project and she was like really freaked out thinking she wouldn't be able to finish reading it and she had an essay and a test and blah 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 and I was just like I remember those days oh but gosh. it's not me anymore I'm like never Shopping gonna make flashcards again I'm like never gonna make flashcards again you might make flashcards again just for funsies I do like you never flashcards <laughs> or like you know if you're quizzing me on like music lingo but also remember how you said last week that you feel like school made you more dumb Mm -hmm. i do feel like i've gotten dumber since i haven't been in school and you i mean school hasn't even started since last time i graduated but i need to i don't know re-download duolingo or get a textbook or something to keep sharpening my brain because i'm just like i was trying to think of something the other day that i learned in my media law class and i was just completely blanking and i had to read the textbook again but i feel like your job which we won't say yet um i feel like your job is the kind that challenges you intellectually in a way it might not be one that hits you in the face obviously but it's definitely like a you're learning stuff and like you might not realize it but you are no absolutely it's like so interesting because i'll like be an expert in one subject for one day and then the next day i'm like an expert in a totally different subject Mm -hmm. and i'm like talking to all these professionals and everything and like i mean and just yeah you are constantly learning in life but i think i just need to read more i think that's it i need to read the book you gave me (laughs) i mean yeah you can you can certainly read it. I mean, if it helps, the book that I suggested for her, I'll plug, is called Exit West. And it was a book that I had to read for my World Lit class last semester. It's really good. Um, but it might help you feel like, you know, school, because it was a book that was assigned for school, but it's also enjoyable. And it's a quick and easy read. I read it quite fast. And I like reading. I think it's just that I need to discover who I am outside of being a student. Because, like I said earlier, like, I really, I wasn't, like, I really 
I guess, thrived off of academic validation. Whenever a professor would reach out to me and be like, hey, you did an awesome job with that project. Or whenever I saw another A put in on the, we didn't use chalkboard. We used um, desire to learn. Like that increased my dopamine and made me feel really good. And that was kind of like how I had my identity, I guess. I was, I was witty. I was the good student. I was a hard worker. And I mean, I can still be a hard worker and I can still be witty, but I need to learn who I am outside of school. And like learn what things I like to do outside of school. Because now I actually have time to do hobbies. And I never had time for hobbies before. See, I'm kind of the opposite. Like I know what I would have liked to have done if I wasn't in school. But I'm also finding it hard to balance like... I touched on it last week. But I am just so burnt out. That like when I'm not at work, I feel just so tired. Which some days it's better than others. Like today I was super productive. Today I had a full day off and I was super productive, but yesterday I didn't have to be at work until four and I slept till one because <laughs> I was just so tired. So I feel like it's going to start feeling like the same as it was. The same as it was during school as it was during school. <laughs> if you guys know us well, you know why that made me giggle. Um, it's not, it's going to feel like the same as it was when I was in school because I'm... I just got why you laughed. It should be, like, it should be that laughing? it's... It should be that it's not the same as it was, you know what I mean? But for some reason, it feels like it's the same as it was when I was in school because I still feel like I'm either too tired to do anything or I'm just like, yeah, or I have to work. But I also think that's, again, because, like, your job is still, like you've said, you know, your college job. It's what you had when you were in college. It's not, like, what you want to be. And a part of that, I think, is the job market right now is incredibly hard to break into. And I know that you've kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. It is. It is our actual topic. I mean, not that back to school wasn't our topic, but... Since we're not actually going back to school, there's only so much we can talk about with a back to school as a topic. Yeah, like finding pain in other, or finding joy in other people's pain. Schadenfreude, yeah. Schadenfreude. Yeah. Ooh, and there's definitely some other things we could talk about with uh, this school year and the government, but we probably won't go there. Oh my goodness. We probably won't go there. (laughs) There's some crazy things happening with our... um, elementary middle high school district yeah school district i can remember our school district our school district but what's also known as the school district that employs my mother and should the crazy things continue to happen she will be out of a job Mm -hmm. but that's okay we won't talk about it because i tend to get a little hyped up when i think about um our home state political spectrum and um i i won't do that we won't bring politics into this podcast this is a Nine political zone. At least not right now. Yeah. At least not right now. There might be some episodes where it's like there's, it's impossible to separate church and state eventually, but you know. Um, so yeah, so today, so today's topic is jobs and the job market, but briefly before we get into it, um, I have a couple of things that are just like little things to bring up that I think are great and One of them is... Can you read your own handwriting there, love? It's not my handwriting. I just realized that I wrote to bring up um, somebody's Instagram story. 
but I didn't write down what it said, so I have to look at it on my phone, and say? we're recording it on my phone, so I have to pause the recording and look at it at some point. Okay. But I won't start there. Okay, so we're going to start with one of, we got, a, we got our first ever comment or feedback from last week's episode, and that was that we titled the episode, Everything You Need to Know in Life is in a Hannah Montana song. And we we only mentioned two Hannah Montana songs. Because that was just something quirky that we kind of talked about in the episode. And we're like, yeah. oh, cute episode title. Yeah. So sh- the person was like, I'd love to know more life advice that can be found in Hannah Montana songs. And I don't think it's necessarily life advice. I but I think, it's, I think it's music that is like, it's reassuring in Absolutely. a way. Which we'll definitely do an episode on the impacts of positive music later. Because I think we're at the right age that it matters what you listen to, what you consume. But basically a couple of songs. I mean, Hannah Montana overall is actually like a really great... It is what I get listened to when I'm getting ready in the morning, okay? It's what I run to on the treadmill. It's like such positive affirmations. I got nerve. Nobody's perfect. Rockstar. Like, I will just be running on my treadmill like, I'm unusual, not so typical. Like, it's it's so good. And I think, like, I think, like, the concept of the show is quite brilliant as well like I think they just really touched gold with that idea back in the early 2000s it's actually such a crazy idea like but imagine <laughs> imagine if like Taylor Swift would just, was just actually just walking around with brown with, like, hair, brown hair. <laughs> nobody knew it was her but I like I think about it too because Jocelyn says all the time that like if she saw Taylor Swift on the street, she wouldn't actually recognize I her. I do not recognize celebrities. She wouldn't know it was her. So I feel like maybe that's what it was, is that people just were like, no, that can't be her. It's Miley. You know what I mean? But um, they were pulling a Jocelyn, and they just didn't know. Or just I, like, I wouldn't but, recognize anyone. But yeah, so there's some great ones. I'm trying to remember the list. Well, one of them is The Climb, and The Climb plays at my place of work. And that's not necessarily a Hannah Montana song. It's kind of when she's Miley that she writes the Hannah climb. It's in the Hannah Montana movie. Yeah. But, like, that, I think, is probably one of the... one. Of, well, we're going to make that this podcast theme song. Which With is, Lime. Yeah. Because that's kind of what we're talking about here, right? With me and my struggles you can almost just see it life in general well and it's yeah. like sometimes you know the voice inside your head like saying like no you can't do it and you just have to push that voice aside you have to push because we're 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 our own worst critics so you have to push aside you know any talk that's telling you you can't do it and just keep going just keep climbing and then eventually you'll see the summit and it's everything you ever dreamed of hopefully hopefully yeah <laughs> can you imagine this podcast blows up and i get famous and i absolutely hate it <laughs> I don't, let me clarify, I don't want to be famous, guys. I just want to create art and inspire people. That sounds really edgy, but it's how I feel. So, (laughs) but, um, okay, so the climb. I'll elect that one. We'll just do two. I'll do that one as mine, and then you pick one that's. Like Besides also, the, like, 20 that I already said. Okay, well, I guess Well, I'll no, say... like, pick a specific one and then elaborate on it. Mm, okay, so I already said, like, the Because what if they've never heard Hannah Montana before? True. And this oh, could my be gosh, because like... people, they're young. <laughs> well, and because also, a big deal is, like, on Gemma's podcast, she has every week somebody, they give you something to watch, something to read, something to listen to. So we're, in theory, we're giving them a song that they should go listen to that helps them with the stuff that we talk about on here. Okay, well, I already mentioned my three, like, kind of 
empowering song. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I just got the hiccups. But um, one song that I just listen to with every single life transition is... Oh, no. I just have the climb stuck in my head. What's that song? What's the song? Oh, um, Wherever I Go. Because it's like I'm moving on, mm. letting go, holding on till tomorrow. We'll always have these memories, but I'm finding out who I'm going to be. And it's that, you know, you can move on in life. You can move to a different state and take a different job and leave all of your best friends in a completely different city two hours away and that's okay and it's not like you just automatically lose everything with them I mean you guys will always have those memories and especially in this day and age with technology you're able to stay in touch pretty well um but like you can still have those memories and you can still kind of hold on to that past while also still moving forward and finding out who you're gonna be and did I listen to that song on loop in my drive to the new state that I'm living in while bawling my eyes out? Yes, I did. Absolutely. I did that when, um, actually, fun fact, when I, one of my jobs that I have right now, I had actually quit. And I thought it was going to be a permanent quit. And that's the job that I mentioned last week where I made three of my best friends. And I had quit. And it was my last day. I was, um because I was going to be going to Ireland and I wasn't planning to go back to it. So it was like, it felt final. I listened to it on loop when I left that job. So that was a great example. It's literally been the soundtrack of so many like monumental parts of my life. After I transferred colleges after two years at my original college. And on that last day, after I took my first, my last final at my first school I went to, like I played that song. Like it's just. I think this should be a new segment where each week you and I bring a song that they should listen to if they've never heard it before i'm sorry that 90 percent of mine are going to be taylor swift but also i'm not sorry at the same time yeah i mean in in, in theory they might not have heard every single taylor swift song but sure. also like we just said we don't even know if they've heard hannah montana songs so you guys you're missing new, out new piece of homework if you care about this at all feel free to you know after you listen to this podcast pull up the climb and wherever i go and see if you connect to it at all but also i got nerve because there's no way that you cannot feel like a body yeah. after that song. I Got Nerve is definitely, like, um, a great one when you're... I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, articulate. Do you remember it? Articulate. I do. Okay. I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. I Got Nerve is a great song for, like, if you aren't, like, the most confident person in the world, if you listen to that song a bunch, it'll definitely, like, help you out with that. And, like, just dance around in your room like a crazy person and just listen to that song. Take yourself back to middle school, you know? Like, no, don't care what anyone thinks. Um, Grey's Anatomy quote, shut up, dance it out. Because we had a dance party the other night. We were reenacting, like, the entire Eras tour. And we just had, like, this crazy, insane dance party. And I don't know about you, but I felt incredible after that. I felt so mentally clear. I felt, I don't know, it was just, like, a good, good time. It was kind of... Um, Reminded me of, like, womanhood, you know? We, we've also had nights where we've learned the WAP choreo. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, those nights just remind me of, like, womanhood, you know? Like, all the edits with the Barbie movie where it's like, take my hand, now, close your eyes, now, feel. Like, it's things like those, I think, that really just kind of well, make girlhood so special. So, to continue on with the climb... I saw, I went to see Ed Sheeran in Kansas City over the weekend, and this is the second time I've seen him, but I think this is also the second time he's given this speech, but essentially right before he plays A-Team, which is his first single that went anywhere, 
and if you don't know it, then I'll suggest that you listen to that one as well, because it's really good. Um, but A-Team was his first one, and he gives this speech, and he says, I moved to London when I was about 17, and I just played a bunch of pubs and clubs with songs that I wrote, and, like, nobody cared. And so then one day he wrote A-Team, he says. One day he wrote A-Team, and he was like, this is the song that's going to change everything for me. I just know it. Like, I'll just play it and everything will change. And then he went back to playing pubs and clubs with that new song. And for six months straight, it was ignored. Just like every other time he played those pubs and clubs. But then after the, after about six months of playing it with people not caring, people started to care. They started to listen. And then slowly but surely, it went to be a big hit in the UK and then a big hit in Europe and then a big hit over here in America. So you guys, things can really change in, you know, like it can feel like it's taking forever, but then by the time they change, they change so fast. And then you almost won't even remember what it's like. Yeah, you honestly might like want to look back sometimes and look back at those times when you're like playing in mm -hmm. a pub and no one's really paying attention and kind of look at it with a nostalgic fondness yeah and like he's he was saying too because he was playing a stadium he was playing arrowhead stadium and he was like you know that still feels so recent to me like when i think about my life like that still feels so recent to me and i don't take a moment of any of this for granted which i thought was like a really cool thing i wanted to come on the podcast and tell you guys about because you know that's the age range that we are aiming for here is like 18 to 22 so yeah that's our demographic you know so if you guys feel like you're not getting anywhere just give it just give it like six months and a day six months and a day well I mean and you've heard like the story um I'm blinking on the name of the actor who plays him so my apologies but Jim Halpert <laughs> what's his name John Krasinski mm -hmm. John Krasinski he moved to New York because he, like, he wanted to make it big. He wanted to be an actor and everything. And he moved to New York. And before he did that, his mom said, like, you have to give yourself a limit because I can't be the one to tell you, like, you have to come back and stop following your dreams or whatever. Um, and so he's in New York and he's waiting tables and it's not, it's not going great. And he calls his mom and he's like, I'm tired of this. I don't want to do it anymore. And she was like, just, just hold out, like, another month or something. And then he booked the office. And so it's just, you gotta, you gotta, oh, sorry, the cat just clawed me. Okay, so then the, so then the other little thing that I wanted to kind of touch on is that right around the time I was starting to make that wonderful dinner that I made for us, um, was one of my friends had on her Instagram story this quote or piece of advice and I thought that would be great for this podcast specifically this episode okay so here's the quote we're gonna read it in like a meditation type style so close your eyes really you know take in this moment with me just a reminder that at 22 you're only a four-year-old adult nobody expects you to have it all figured out or to never make mistakes you're not failing. You're giving yourself opportunities to learn and to grow. Stop beating yourself up. Which I love that. I mean, that's, that's genuinely so true. We are children. 
in the realm of being adults. I'm just a 22-year-old teenager, I'm guys. I'm just a 22-year-old teenager. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out. I'm just, like, a little girl inside. We're all just little girls inside. Well, That's what the Barbie movie taught us, and I'm sorry I keep referencing it, but I'm not. Well, what I think is... Well, and yeah, I mean, this is technically the Barbie episode, because I've just seen it, so... And I started the episode with Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yeah. But, um... But I, I liked the... The putting it into that perspective of being a four-year-old adult, I hadn't thought about it like that before. Like, we're not even legal adults until we're 18. And then for some reason, four years later, they expect you to, like, know everything. We're not even old enough to be in season one in Friends. How can a person know everything at 18? But, but nothing, nothing at, at 22. 22. No, but, like, whenever I heard that song for the first time, I broke down because at 18, I knew exactly what I was doing with my life. I knew where I was going to go to college. I knew what my career was going to be. I knew who I was going to... No, I don't want to say that. You can say it, though. You could be like, in your mind, you thought you were going to marry... In my mind, I thought I knew who I was going to marry and end up with. And, I mean, now at 22, and, like, I'm so glad that I don't have any of those things. You still know who you're going to marry at 22, though. Do I? Yeah, we talk about it all the time. You've got, like, like, one person in particular. Like, I'm marrying him, and, like, he doesn't know it, but... (laughs) It's a joke, guys. It's always a joke. Yeah. We, 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 both, we both talk about our future husbands all the time. But, um, but yeah, like, and, I mean, I'm so thankful that my life is not how I pictured it at 18 and how I, like, had everything nailed down to the last detail. But, yeah, I had everything planned out. And now at 22, it's not like I know absolutely nothing. But at the same time, I know absolutely nothing. I am learning and growing every single day. And that's the one thing that really stuck out to me with this quote was whenever it said, you're not failing, you're giving yourself opportunities to learn and to grow. Because I just love that idea that failing is not a negative thing. And I think I talked about this in the last episode too, but if you failed, at least you tried, at least you know, and you now know, you know, what to do next time, or maybe you tried and you succeeded. Like you never know unless you try, but failing is not a bad thing. Yeah. Failing is brave. I think this will be a new segment, too. We'll bring in a quote that we've We're seen. So I mean, not really. You're I feel making like, me do homework. I feel like, yeah, I'm making them do homework, too. What's the point? This is, <laughs> What's your point? Giving us homework on the back-to-school segment. <laughs> yeah, of course. No. That's why we're giving you guys I homework. Because no, it's back-to-school season, so we <laughs> all need to do some homework. I did say I need to study. But I think that would be a really good thing, because when you're starting with a positive song... And then, and we'll actually start the episode that way. We won't even kind of go into the topic first. We'll just start the episode with a positive song and then a positive quote. So send us in any um, positive quotes that you all, you know, that are really resonate with you or maybe it's on your, in your diary or your journal. Because I know that my journal is full of positive quotes. I mean, it can even be your own quote. Yeah. That you, like, maybe you had a thought where you said something in a conversation with friends and you're like, damn I said that <laughs> you know we'll take it we take shine bright like a chimichanga that's what my high school best friend and I used to say all the time I have a lot of stuff that I've said and I'm like wow cool that's gravy but um yeah so and also songs you can send in songs we'll probably have more than enough with our own brains combined but 
if you guys have a song that you don't think we would have maybe heard before, we'd love to. I actually really need to expand my discography, so please send me songs. Because, like I said, I listen to, like, three artists total, and I love them. I love all of those artists so much, but I am trying to open my brain to more. She also lives with me now, so that's definitely about to change. I've definitely already added one group to her root... What's the Repertoire? word? What's no. the word? We're so bad with vocabulary. Cycle, cycle like your yeah, like you know, say you've got your playlist shuffle. No, I don't know. We're gonna move on because okay. I'm I feel dumb now. <laughs> but I've added an artist for her to listen to every now and then, and she loves them. And there's five of them, and four of them are British, and one of them is Irish. I you mean, can we wouldn't have photos- you guys can connect the we dots. We wouldn't have photoshopped <laughs> ourselves with them. If- um. Okay, so. Jobs in the job market. I know I said we weren't going to be one of those podcasts that tells you the topic and then takes forever to get into it. But we did sort of... I never agreed to that. We did sort of... (laughs) We said in the intro of this that the best parts of life are the little mishaps along the way. The adventure. This is just the adventure. (laughs) I mean, it's also only the second episode. So we'd actually... We'd improved from last time, guys. And I actually wrote like a bullet point of stuff. And then I skipped my bullet points, and that's why we went into the Ed Sheeran and quote and whatever. But um, anyway, so our, so jobs in the job market is the main topic for today. Um, and yeah, I think this is something that everyone kind of knows and experiences, but no one really talks about it. Or at least we do, but it's not talked about on a broad scale where you just feel really hopeless about it. But as someone that has a bachelor's degree and is trying to apply for jobs that are not where I work currently and that make more money than what I make currently, I've been finding that for every job, even if it says it's an entry-level position, you need experience in a similar job. But then... How can you get experience if you can't get the job? But then also, why did you go to school for four years to get a piece of paper that costs you $24,000 if that doesn't help you get the job? Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. It's so horrible. And I mean, I've known so many people who've fallen, like they've had problems with, they won't even look at my resume because I don't have enough experience, but I don't have any experience because no one will look at my resume to give me the experience. Yeah. And it's also, it's kind of a, I don't want to get this wrong, but I feel like it might be a catch-22 because you, you're... be so honest, I hear catch-22 used all the time. I don't know what it is. Please explain. Um, I feel like I I don't want to be the one that's using it wrong because that would be embarrassing as an English major. But I'm pretty sure it's kind of like when people say a double-edged sword. According to Google, it is a dilemma or difficult circumstance from which there is no escape because of mutually mm-hmm. conflicting or dependent conditions. Yeah, so it's kind, of, it. it's kind of the same thing as a double-edged sword, which is what I was thinking. I just didn't want to like say Catch-22 and then everyone's like, God, she's a dumbass. <laughs> what kind of English major doesn't know what a Catch-22 is? <laughs> but basically, I feel like it's a Catch-22 because on one end... You know, when you're growing up, everyone's like, if you have a bachelor's degree, you can get any job. But then, once you're actually going to get your bachelor's degree, 
the only kind of job you can handle is like retail or food service. But then once you're done with your bachelor degree and you're ready to move on into something that's not retail or food service, you can't because you don't have any experience doing anything else. And I think for me, it's difficult because obviously I know people that were able to get the right kind of experience in college, whether that be like some kind of on-campus job that they can framework to apply to other like office positions or whether it's like, um, you know, finding some kind of internship while they were in school. I was never able to do an internship because of the like, there wasn't really any that stuck out as like adjacent to what I wanted to do. And then even that, like a lot of them are ones where you go somewhere and you do it for the summer. And like, I wouldn't have been able to afford to do that. Yeah, it's definitely a privilege based thing for sure. So it's kind of something that's plaguing my everyday life right now because I literally, I went to work yesterday. I was just not feeling it. Aside from sleeping till one, um, which I think might be due to my emotional state just a little bit. But I went to work and I don't know, I've gotten to this point, guys, where every time I'm at work, I just get so angry that I'm at work. And I don't think that would happen if I was working in a job that I liked or that was related to what I want to do. And so I just kept saying last night to one of my coworkers, Abby, I was like, this can't be it. I was like, this can't be it, Abby. There's got to be more to life. This isn't it. This is the climb. <laughs> but it sucks. And I want to skip to the part. You it's, can't do that because it's, like it's rewarding. It's like that meme of that guy at his computer. And he's like, when does this game get fucking good? <laughs> he's like skipping stuff. <laughs> like, that's me. I just, uh, no, it sucks. And I don't care if it's the climb. Like, I'm just, I don't know. And the I guess you, I guess you guys... I was supposed to be working at this particular job until the end of July. So really, we're only like eight days over my original deadline for, you know, like I was always going to stay there until the end of July because then I was going to move home back in with my parents. But then, but then I decided to stay here and live with Jocelyn in our Mojo, in our Mojo Dojo Casa house. And yes, we do have a Ken. We do have a Ken. He just ran under the couch. But I can't say what I was going to say. I will say it later when we're not on air. Okay. (laughs) I was going to tell them which Ken he is, but then I was like, Um, I shouldn't do that. (laughs) I should refrain from giving him one of the choices. But basically... His job is nap. His job is nap. And Play. He's so good at nap. He's also good at couch. He is good at couch. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's never not going to be not good at... You know, he's not going to go to any other place and be like, I'm not even good at nap here. <laughs> but, um... Gosh, I don't even know where I was. We, before Mo- we uh, moving in with you in our Mojo Dojo Casa house. That's what I was saying. So... Then I was like, I told my jobs, I was like, okay, I'm going to be in town a little bit longer. But in theory, right after I agreed to move into this other apartment, I was like, I don't want to keep working there, even if I live in Wichita. 
But that's okay. Again, this is your college job. I mean, this isn't... You've never signed on for this for the rest of your life. And they know that you didn't sign on for this for the rest of your life or even for the rest of the year even. This is true. Yeah. Also, one of the other servers yesterday, because he could tell that I hate my life. Maybe because I told him that I hate my life. (laughs) She said earlier today, I hate my life outside of this apartment. (laughs) I was like, no. I do. But I think, yeah, but that's because in this apartment we have fun and my cat is here and we get to record this podcast. Everything else, it's like, you know, if I leave, I can't afford to do anything. I don't have any money. And then, like, you know, I I hate my job. So, like, why would that make me happy? I do have friends at my job. Let me clarify if any of my friends at my job are listening. I enjoy spending time with you guys. I just genuinely hate the job itself. So there's no way I could ever be happy while I'm there. Like, 100% happy. Sure, do we have fun? Yeah. But, like, I just think it's, like... It drains your energy, and I don't think they tell you this in school either, so I'm going to tell you guys right now. It does drain your energy to do stuff that you don't want to do. And that even goes for my mom. My mom is a teacher, but over the last, like, 10 years, they've started to require so much more from teachers, like, with every year. So, like, you know, she already had to start going back to school to do professional development, and then... You know, they want them to do all these different meetings and all these different things that aren't really related to what they're supposed to be teaching. And that that's draining. Like, it's draining to have stuff that you have to do that you don't want to do that's not really part of the job that, like, yeah, you think the job is. Like, for example, the job that I would be satisfied with is bartender. But instead, I have to do, like, other things. That, like, make my job not fun. And it doesn't feel fulfilling as a bartender to be doing those other things. But, you know, also, I do think, obviously, you know, it's draining to do things that you don't want to do. It can also be draining to just work day after day, even if it's something that you absolutely love to do. Like, if you're not careful, work can become your entire life. If you don't, you know, like, get up earlier, if you're just going to, like, roll out of bed, go to work work your eight hours, come back, maybe cook dinner, maybe just pick up something from Chipotle or something, watch TV, and then go to sleep. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that. I love watching TV. I love Chipotle. But if you just do that day after day after day, and you're not finding these little moments of time just for you and yourself, and to explore the world more, or to challenge your brain, read a book or something, to clean your apartment, I'm saying as I'm looking at my room, which I desperately need to clean which I will be doing this week, and I always clean up my days off. This past weekend, I went to Tulsa whenever Aaron went to go see Ed Sheeran. I went to go see my family, so it was just as much fun. No, I'm kidding. I love my family. Oh, it was just as much fun. I thought, like, when, at first when you said that, I didn't send sarcasm at all. And then you said, just kidding, I love my family. So I was really confused. Okay, I'll try the delivery again. I went to go see my family, which is just as much fun. <laughs> Just kidding. I love my family. Was that better? Was that better, guys? Please rate me on my acting skills. Thank you. Voice acting specifically. Yeah, voice acting Because they can't see your amazing facial expressions that go with Aww, when you're talking. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, which is why, and I'm trying to be more intentional about this because I have been very tired from my job 
Um, and I'm trying to be more intentional to not just let it take over my life and to wake up a little bit earlier to have a little bit of time to read or write in my journal or start a load of laundry in the morning and, you know, be able to put together a lunch so that I can actually eat at work because otherwise I just won't eat for the eight hours and that's not really good. I don't really recommend that. I'll like a granola bar or something, but I still don't recommend that. But, um, but yeah, I had one of the servers, he told me that I should ask my management team for serving shifts and that I could phrase it in all these like great ways. Like, oh, the monotony, the monotony, the monotony, it's like anemone, the monotony of like just working on the bar side over and over again is like draining. I feel like I would be a better asset to you guys if I was able to switch it up every now and then. When you've been there a long time, you should be a server. But I think the only reasons they haven't been giving me serving shifts is because they have so many servers and only like two bartenders. <laughs> so like me and the other main bartender kind of have to take most of the shifts. They now technically have three, which they had three earlier in the year too. But you know, so they only have three bartenders versus like they have like 25 I mean, servers. I mean, if you want to serve... Well, you, like, if you think it would be less tedious or whatever, a job that you would enjoy more, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is they say no. So what I was actually going to say is that, but I don't want to serve. And that's not because I don't like it. Or Well, I mean, it's not that I do like it either. Like, I know that if I picked up serving shifts, I would make more money, at least every so often. Hopefully, fingers crossed. You never know in this industry, guys. And that's going to be another episode as well. As why you should always tip your servers and your bartenders. But I don't want to be a server. I don't even really want to be a bartender now. I just want to do something creative. Which bartending can be creative if you get the leniency to like create your own beverages. I haven't gotten to do that yet. so Because I'm not actually a bartender. I'm a to-go specialist that also has to make bar drinks. You make drinks. every single drink and you're not technically a bartender? That I'm going to say I'm not a bartender because if I was going to call what I do at my job, <laughs> I, almost, I almost dropped the restaurant name. <laughs> if I was going to call what I do at my job, it's not bartending. That is not it. That is me making drinks for servers and people that come to the bar. And so maybe it is kind of bartending, but for me, it's more bartending adjacent because I consider bartending to be like where that is the main gig. Like where That's I like, worked where I worked over the summer when you and Catherine came up to visit me. That <laughs> that is bartending because I have a full bar and it's just a bar. They can order food and eat at that bar as well, but it's there's no I'm not the one that does the to-go orders at that bar. I'm just a bartender. Well, that sounded like just a waitress. <laughs> But you know what I mean, guys? I feel like they understand. I feel like they understand. But, um, but yeah, so I thought it was great of him to try and make that suggestion. And I was like, I appreciate that he wants to help me out. But at the same time, like, I just don't think that me getting serving shifts would make me any happier than I already am. I'm not, I'm not very happy right now, guys. Let me clarify. But I don't think me getting serving shifts and, like, switching up the monotony or, you know, just getting different kinds of money coming in, I don't think it would change how I feel. Well, the advice still stands. Maybe not necessarily with this because you don't want to be a server, but, like, the worst thing that can ever happen with anything, essentially, is that 
someone says no. Like, if you want something, and, like, the worst thing that can happen if you ask for it is that they say no. And then you know that you tried. It's, again, going back to failing. Like, at least you know that you tried. That's true. So, that kind of leads us in to talking about the job market. We've talked about jobs, I would say. Like, we talked about my job. We talked about not making a job, everything you do, blah, blah, blah. So, the job market... Since I just established that I hate my job, (laughs) I've been trying to get a new one. And the job market has changed, my friends, and I'm sure you've noticed. But we were discussing earlier, like, the pros and cons of that change. One of them is the pandemic. I'm going to start there because that's pretty recent, pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. But the pandemic did this thing where everyone had to be kind of, like, forced to work from home. And in doing that, it showed, like, bosses that people can work from home and be just as successful. And therefore, they don't necessarily need to hire someone that lives in the same neighborhood, city, state, whatever. Country, even. Maybe you have a job in England, but you work from home. The time difference would suck. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it depends on what kind of work it is. Like, if there's a meeting and you have to be on Zoom for a meeting or on, like, some kind of meeting call, maybe. But if you're just doing, like... Independent work. Emails. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So, so that's kind of a good thing. It makes, it makes the opportunities for each individual person not just, like, I'm trying to think of the right word. (laughs) It makes the opportunities for each person it's not necessarily location based it opens yeah. up the door for it opens, so many more people it too. opens the possibilities for you guys to go and look for jobs that are at companies that maybe for example because i'll go off the ones i'm i've applied to recently i applied to a job that was remote for starbucks um where i would be utilizing my degree it's a writing gig and starbucks is based in seattle so Like, if they hadn't specified that you could work it as remote, I would have had to live in Seattle. But because of the pandemic, there's been an increase in, like, opportunities to work from home. Yeah, I'd be curious to know how many people actually, like, work remote. Because, I mean, it seems like, I think at least, like, 50% of people... I at least like work a little bit from home. Both of my brothers do. My mom has one work, remote work day. I feel like it's a lot of people just because there's so many cars out at ridiculous times now. Compared to, I don't know yeah. when. But I was out at like 3 o'clock today. And the traffic was like 5 o'clock traffic. At 3 on a Wednesday. <laughs> What are they doing? And if they're not going to their jobs, can I have their jobs? (laughs) Like, what is this? Um, But anyways, so, but the negative side of that, you know, that increase in opportunities is that might mean that there's more people applying to each job. So then your chances of getting it might be smaller, even though you wouldn't have had the opportunity to apply in the first place, like four years ago. Now, it's like, even if you had, the amount of people that are applying is significantly higher because they can work that job from anywhere. So, like, I'm seeing it from the middle of the country, and then people on the opposite coast are going to see it. 
people north of me, south of me, any which way can apply and shoot their shot. People in Chicago. I specifically had to mention Chicago because I love Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, we went to Chicago and we saw Taylor Taylor Swift. We saw Taylor Swift in Chicago. And now Jocelyn will love it forever. I also just really like Chicago, man. Like Rebecca's mom. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, so that's that was my first thought that I had about the job market. Is I was thinking it was so cool that I was finding some of these jobs that I'm applying to that I don't think it would have been an opportunity for me four years ago. But then, you know, the other thought that I had is someone had come into the bar. Um, they were visiting a server. But they had come into the bar and we were talking about jobs. And she was talking about how you you have to go in. She said every job she applies for, she has to go in and talk to the hiring manager. And I was thinking, well, that's not really an op- like a possibility for every job that I apply to. Because, you know, three of the ones that I put in for recently are online. They're remote and they're at big companies where like... They'll zoom you though. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how to get a hold of them. Like, I don't know who I would contact. You oh, know so, I mean? like, they just go into the job to speak to the hiring manager without an appointment? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I like it. Yeah, she was talking about how... But I don't think she's thinking bigger than this state or this right, city. Right. Which is not a bad thing. It just doesn't apply to me. So, I was kind of thinking about that, too. How every job I've had since I started working about eight or nine years ago... I would go in and I would fill out an application. The first job I ever had was, and I'll name this one, was Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy, which is like, you know, if you're not in the region of the country that has that, it's like an ice cream shop and burger joint. But that was the first place I ever worked. And I went in and I filled out a paper application. I know, isn't that crazy, guys? A paper application. I sat down. I was 14 years old. I sat down and I wrote, I filled out the application in the store, turned it in the same day, and then that was that, and then I went home, and then I think just, like, the next day or two days later, I was like, okay, follow-up, and then when I went to follow-up, I got an interview right then because I had just come inside, and they were like, sure, why not? We'll interview you, and then I got hired, and I know in my mind, I know that there's so many things about that experience that won't translate not just because of the technological advancements but also because it's just a different job market I feel like I could like, find the contact for you I'm challenging myself right like now. I'm not like I'm not trying to apply to you know that was a definition entry-level job like that was a job I could get at 14 years old I could work weekends it's not the same thing as applying to like rare beauty or starbucks But in my mind, I just think about how easy it was because I can't do that anymore. Every application I've put in recently has been online. And then the only place that I would be able to go follow up with is Medi's, which I was going to do that today. But then I had been so productive that I was like, I don't really feel like leaving the house again. (laughs) I'm tired. So I'll follow up maybe Friday or Saturday. But... Again, Medi's is kind of the same situation, though, because it's food. Like, I feel like that would be adjacent to how I got my Brahms job. But I don't I don't want to work in food. 
But I do, I'll take the Medi's job. I'm going to put that out there just because it pays really well for what it is. Um, I found the, um, oh, wait, I, where'd the title go? I found, like, the HR person for one of the jobs you applied to, but then I lost it on LinkedIn. <laughs> She's going to teach me how to use LinkedIn because I'm starting to get relatively well acquainted with it, but, um... I still don't know a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay, so she's the HR director, um, and you can connect, and whenever you send a connect request, it should, you should be able to send a message as well, and then you can, like, submit a message. Ooh. LinkedIn is awesome, guys. Cool. Yeah, I was thinking about DMing, because I signed up for a month free of the premium, so it showed me the HR person for the one I submitted today, and it yeah. told me to send her a message. Definitely reach out to people. But always, always, always reach out to people. And if you don't have a LinkedIn, and if you're listening to this, I don't care if you're 14, and I don't care if you're 34, or any other age I haven't listed, get a LinkedIn. (laughs) Thank you. That's it. We're plugging LinkedIn. We're not sponsored, but should this go anywhere, and they would like us to sponsor them, or they would like to sponsor us, however it works, we wouldn't be opposed. But, um, yeah, so I just, I'm just thinking about how, like, technology and the job market and I think I think it's something that you're not really prepared for because even when you're in high school most jobs you apply for want you to have experience and that's why it's kind of bad for people that wait until they're in college to get a job or wait till after college to get a job because at least if you have like high school job experience then you can at least like work your way up and they know you've at least done something but like High school, even with high school jobs, you have to have experience to, you know, get a job. And it's the same vicious cycle, mm-hmm. that same, like, kind of catch-22 issue. Um, but what no one really prepares you for is that getting a job after college is just so much harder. And it's just such a bigger deal. Like... I don't, I don't know how to articulate it right this second, but basically, like, every job I got, and this is probably not the case for everybody, but every job I got up until 2022, I had gotten them so easily. Like, it hadn't taken a lot of effort. Like, you know, my bronze job was as easy as I just described to you, and then I got another job right after Brahms, it was pretty easy to get. And then I got my two first jobs that I had in college pretty easily. And then when I came home from Ireland, I started to hit like this brick wall. And it might have to do with the pandemic. I don't know, because those two jobs I got when I went to college were 2019 was when I started them. And then when I came back from Ireland, it was post-pandemic. So maybe it is connected to the pandemic as well. Yeah, I definitely think the pandemic probably has something to do with it. I also think it's just, you know, now you're looking for a job that is going to be more permanent for you and something that you're going to enjoy more and not just be something that you can go to in the cracks between school and your social life and everything in order to pay your tuition and get groceries and stuff like it's like your livelihood now and it's what you you're going to be spending more time doing and you want to have something that will make you content and feel fulfilled yeah 
Well, and also, like, when I came back from Ireland, I wasn't even looking for career jobs, but I just had such a hard time, like, getting a job, and that was just new to me, and it woke me up, it was like an ice, it was like a cold shower, basically. Interesting. That's something I've said before, is that, what was it? It was about something, but I said a cold shower for creativity. (laughs) Interesting. And I think it might have been how I described my job, but I don't know. Yeah, I had a really interesting way that I ended up getting both my jobs that I've had. I mean, I worked at David's Bridal for a little bit, and that was, like, typical. I found it on LinkedIn, and they just applied and everything, and they brought me in for an interview. Um, but my other jobs that are more related to my career, it was because I did something similar at my college, in my college department's program, and then I was able to get a job with one of the local companies, and now I'm here. So I just, yeah. I don't actually I don't have much experience with the job market I don't know how it's changed since the pandemic but I know mm-hmm. that my brother really struggled finding a job post grad. I think that's the, that's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum for us too. Is like, she had the opportunity to, work on like, a college version of what her job is. Mm-hmm. Like they had a little. Gosh, I wish I could give you guys the details. My program really awesome. It's like, it's like really hard to explain without details. It was like a simulation. Uh, yeah. not, not a simulation. That's not the right word. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like a mock, a mock version in a way. Yeah. Right? Like, Just, you know, like, you know how like. It was the exact same thing that I'm doing now, but on a smaller scale because yeah. it was a university. Yeah. So it was more like, you know, yeah, that's a great way to say it. We'll just leave it alone. But basically, if, like, you know, if she hadn't done that, then it might be harder, if that makes sense. Yeah, if I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't have gotten the other job where I was able to get more skills that are now assisting me in my current job. And then um, just a combination of those two things is what allowed, kind of enabled me to be able to get the job that I have now. I just didn't have any opportunities like that at my school. So even if I did, I probably didn't know about them. (laughs) I did not take advantage of of collegiate life. Well, and that's why whenever I transferred schools, like, as soon as I got to that second school, because I can be a shy person. It takes me a little bit of time to warm up. And I was like, I don't have time. I don't have time to be shy. I don't have time to just, like, dip my toes into the water and, you know, just, like, ease my way in. I have to fully dive. I have to make these two years um, worth as much as I can. And I think that I did. I am pretty proud of myself for that. But, yeah. Well... So another segue to like kind of tie in the beginning of the episode with this part of the episode is when Amari asked me what does my life look like now that I'm not going to school, a lot of it is trying to find a job. (laughs) Trying to find a job, funnily enough, is like a full-time job. You have to spend so much time and effort doing it. And it's kind of annoying because you're putting all this time and effort into it and then if you like don't get the one that you're putting in time and effort to, really any of them, if you just never find anything, it is kind of annoying because you're just putting, like, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, I think that actually, honestly, is a really good, like, example or saying, though, you know, trying to find a job is a full-time job because when you're trying to find a job, you're basically a personal marketing company for yourself Mm -hmm. because you're having to market yourself. I mean, what sounds better? What sounds better? I said I work at David's Bridal. Um, picked out wedding dresses for people or assisted people in order to find their perfect dress for their, their dream dress for their perfect day was an emotional support for them, provided a variety of options that I knew of because I knew the entire stock. I don't know. Like 
I haven't mm-hmm. filled out a resume about David's Bridal in forever. But you have to, like, know how to market yourself. You have mm-hmm. to know how to show off your most valuable skills. Show how you'd be an asset to that company. You, um... Crafting cover letters. Yeah, crafting cover letters. Is exhausting. Because there's only one you. You also only get... You don't want, like... With something like that, too, with a cover letter, I've only done about two or three now. But it's interesting because you don't really want it to be more than, like, one or two paragraphs. But in that one or two paragraphs, you have to make the best argument for yourself for the job. It's like, dear hiring manager... Oh, my gosh. I cannot talk in this episode. Well... Dear hiring manager, thank you so much for taking the time to read my cover letter. I believe I would be a valuable asset to this team Ooh. because I'm outgoing, I'm creative, I'm See, blah, blah, blah. And then you have to provide I examples just, to show that because you want to back it up with, re- with I, evidence. I do it different than that. So we can show them different ways to do it too as advice for you guys. I honestly think that this could but be like another episode. I yeah. do it. I do it opposite. I do like, I believe or I would be a great fit for this position. And here, and then I'm like, and here's why. And then I thank them for their time and consideration at the end. I think that is actually how I do it too. But, <laughs> but yeah. Because you want, because they're, they're going to spend like 30 seconds tops on this thing. So you want to put the very like best thing yeah. very first and then save your cordial greeting for the bottom. Okay. So I hope we covered everything that I wanted to talk about. I feel like we did. Um... It came out jumbled like it did last week. But that's okay, because that's what we're here for. The, it's like um, Impressionism. I'm Monet. Monet's my favorite artist. It's like water lilies, you know? Okay. If you're, like, looking up close and you're like, oh, this makes no sense. But you take a step back, you think of the bigger picture, let things reflect on you a little bit, simmer, meander, and boom. Yeah. Famous painting. And I mean, the the main idea is just jobs and job markets. And yeah. I feel like... I don't think it was scattered. I feel like we talked enough about both. Yeah. So we'll do our closing, which is, you know... Oh, first of all, before we do our usual closing, we do have an Instagram account now. It's at the feeling 22 pod And we'll probably be starting a TikTok tonight for it as well under the same name. Um, so feel free to go give those a follow. And if you have questions, comments, or concerns, the DMs for that Instagram account are completely open for that. Um, as I'm not quite sure if it will let you make comments or concerns or questions on Spotify or Apple. Um, and we're still new to this, so we're working out all the details. So for now, just send anything you want to send in or quotes or songs Looks to, like that username is open. So yes, the feeling twenty two pod on TikTok and Instagram. Yes, and yeah, send your comments, questions, concerns there for now until we get all the kinks worked out. Um, there might be a time where there's too many of you for it to work via DM. But for now, while it's just a short little group of us, be an OG. Be an OG. Yeah, that's be, so cool. Of be you. like I was one of the first eleven people. To listen to the first episode of the Feeling 22 podcast. Because yeah. that's how many of you have listened so far. <laughs> and we appreciate it. We, we love, love all of We you. love all 11 of you. Anyways, so our closing statement <sighs> is we, we give them one thing we can't live without as a 22. Mm-hmm. So to refresh your memory, last week I said my phone and Jocelyn said her warmy. So now we have to pick two different things. Thank you for reminding me what I said because I thought I said something entirely different. So now I can say what I thought I had said. 
I cannot live without my water bottle, my emotional support water bottle. It is a knockoff of the Stanley. Um, it was like $18, but it keeps my drink so cold. I go to sleep with ice in it. I wake up with ice in it still. Um, for my job one day, I was walking around a random small town for like three hours. <laughs> my job so weird. And it was like really hot. It was like 100 degrees that day. <laughs> and I just left my water cup in my car. I just realized, yeah, with no context as to what you do for a living, it sounds so weird. <laughs> and I just left my water bottle in my car cup holder. And I got back and the ice was still there. And you better believe I chugged that water. Because you gotta stay hydrated. You gotta stay healthy. Um... And I had not had any water that time. And I was so happy to get to, like, crunch all some ice whenever I was done. I was meant to think about what I was going to say all day today. And now I'm, like, blanking. But I was thinking I about look- it all day today. I looked over there. Oh, my God. He's terrifying. Look at him. <laughs> I looked at his stuff. And now I can see him. And he looks very creepy. But Oh, my God. I can see him back there. <laughs> He's just, like, <laughs> hiding in the corner, and his eyes are just glaring. <laughs> but that's actually what I'm going to pick, because I can't think of anything else right now, and I feel like I forget that he's not an object. He is a living, breathing cat. But that is what I'm going to pick, because my cat, those of you that don't know, which is actually probably most of you, or all of you, I know my mom is listening. She's the reason I said most of you, Hi, because she does know. She, she's the reason we have him, but my cat was my birthday gift. Um, I got a during cat for Christmas, <laughs> but he was my birthday gift during um the year. Was it twenty twenty? It wasn't. It wasn't twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty one. So I was living in a in a two bedroom by myself because of the pandemic, and I had been. I was supposed to be going to Ireland. And it got postponed a year. So I was just, like, kind of sad. And I wasn't able to hang out with my friends like usual. So I was, like, really isolated, really alone. So my mom got me my cat. So I've had my cat since I was 20 years old. He's now two, almost three. His birthday is coming up. When's his birthday? Uh, I believe September 30th. (gasps) Is he a Libra? Yes, if that's... I don't know. It's either Libra or Virgo, or I'm wrong. Well, I know that, like, the 13th, 14th of September is Virgo, but I don't know I know that when October the cutoff is. is Scorpio, and the cutoff for that is, like, the f- mm. 14th? I don't know. But, yeah, my cat. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna use my cat as this week's what I can't live without as a 20-something-year-old. Yeah. Because he's the best. I mean, you just, you come home, he's standing in the living room waiting for you. He cuddles... I, I mean, he and I cuddled, like, you know, we cuddle so much. He's just so friendly and so lovable. whenever Erin went to go see Ed Sheeran this past weekend, I came back from Tulsa a day before her. And so I got to sleep. Um, Nick slept in my room that night. Nick's the cat's name. Sorry, I don't know if you were, like, withholding that. No, um, he's named can... after Nick Miller yes. from New Girl Elite Show. And I stand by that. Like, he is an elite cuddler. He woke me up in the morning by licking my face. So, like, low-key, he might be a dog. I don't know. <laughs> but. He definitely doesn't make you feel lonely. No, and he's I think, not. And that's definitely, like, the reason I got him. And I think that's the, the best thing to mention. 
I kind of wish I had picked him last week instead of my phone, because then it seems like the order of importance is my phone and then the cat, but it's not. There's no order of importance. It's more just like I'm thinking off the top of my head what to tell you guys each week. It's like prepping your school supply bag for what you need to be successful and enjoy your 20s. I was yeah. really trying to bring you're packing back. your you're packing your metaphorical backpack for life and yes. what do you need in it or like you know the question if you could only take one thing to a deserted island what would you take that kind of thing yeah. it's a similar concept yeah so we're telling you guys week by week what is in our metaphorical life backpack yeah that sounds so pretentious and I hate it but you well, know like, it's, it's our personal backpack and yeah we can share it but I mean, I think it's maybe someone doesn't necessarily want a cat. You should probably have a water bottle. I'm a firm believer that everyone should have a water bottle because we all need to drink water. But um, maybe you don't have a cat, but, like, you need something that gives you comforts. Maybe you have, like, a favorite stuffed animal or you have a dog. Maybe you're a dog person. Maybe you have an iguana. I don't know. I love that for you, though. Maybe you have a bearded dragon. Yo, I've always wanted a bearded so dragon. Great. No, I, I haven't always wanted a bearded dragon, but I've always wanted to see one puppet's, like chin so that it becomes a beard yeah but you have some kind of pet and nick is not a certified emotional support animal but he definitely feels like an emotional support animal agreed agreed i don't know how i've gone the last four years without living in a household without a cat because ever since he moved in my life has just improved improved (laughs) improved well i think that's it for this week guys um we've been excited to record no, I was, like, giddy all day today. I was like, ah, it's a recording day! <laughs> and my friend at work, we were, she had asked me, like, what what makes me feel happy and what motivates me to keep going in life. <laughs> we deep conversations at work. And I was like, I guess my podcast. <laughs> you know what I did at work today? I made it look like I interviewed <laughs> fish. You guys are having such good conversations. Okay, hopefully by next week we'll figure out how to tell you what she does for a living. They probably know. (laughs) Context clues, yes. I'm just, I go from like, I walked around a small town. (laughs) (laughs) So I made it look like I interviewed a fish. All right, thank you so much for joining us um, today. If you all are going back to school soon, best of luck. Have a great year. Yeah, don't forget to like, rate, review, follow, all the kind of stuff to show us that you love our podcast. Maybe you don't love it yet, but that you like it, that we're doing something that makes you want to come back. If we said anything that resonated with you, which I would bet money that we probably did, you know. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, it's Erin. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you liked it, please feel free to rate and review the podcast. If you really liked it, also feel free to leave a comment, question, or concern for a future episode. We'll see you next week on a brand new episode. Bye.